Welcome in to An Abundance of Thrones, taking a look at Season 4, Episode 9, The Watchers on the Wall. Garrett it's here that with... that time again. It is that time. Why do you say it like it's a bad thing all the time? No, it's exciting. It's that time again. Okay, making sure. Uh, fair warning, up front, explicit, tag, in progress, and uh, spoiler alert. So, if you have not watched... The pre-finale episode, uh, and you want to see it fresh, go watch it now. Episode 9, Watchers on the Wall. That's right. Uh, business, directed by Neil Marshall, who also directed The Battle of Blackwater. How fitting. Both episodes took place in, this, in one location. Episode writers, uh, The Double Ds, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss. Viewership takes a little bit of a dip at 6.95 million, which is uh, sad. Episode... What? Sorry, apparently um, Neil Marshall just can't handle multiple locations. Uh, well, maybe he's the epic battle specialist. It certainly seems that way. No, he's, it's he's going that way, for sure. Yep. Um... Okay, episode summary. The Night's Watch prepare for the coming invasion by the Wildlings. Gilly arrives at the Wall shortly before Mace Raiders, Mance Raiders' army. Wow, that was horrible. <laughs> your uh, shit the right. Wildlings attack from both sides, with one army climbing the Wall and Egret's army attacking Castle Black. After Egret and her army get through, a bloody battle ensues. The Wildlings attempt to break through the tunnel leading into Castle Black with the help of several giants and a woolly mammoth but are stopped by Gren and five others who die holding the tunnel. Alistair Thorne gets down on the main level of Castle Black to fight, leaving Janice Slint in charge. However, Slint proves to be incompetent as a commander and is tricked into going down to the main level, effectively leaving John in charge. Pip is short. Uh, is short. Pip is short. Oh, poor Pip. He is kind of short. He's also shot by Egret and dies in Sam's arms. Oh. After watching John kill, uh, stir and stir the then, Egret prepares to kill John, but is shot by Ollie. John holds Egret in his arms as she dies. Aww. With the help of John's direwolf ghost, the ground level of Castle Black is secured by the Night's Watch. The wall climbers are sliced apart and completely obliterated from the massive scythe that acts as the wall's secret weapon. The wildlings retreat, but John predicts. Not for long. Seeing no other choice, he goes beyond the wall to find and kill Mance. Cool. Um. So, what was your favorite location this this week? <laughs> oh, you know, there's so many to choose from. I really liked the the north face of the wall. Um, What's it? At about 250 foot elevation, I think that okay. was okay. Yeah, that was really the, the ice glistened really well there, and uh, it was it really just hit home for me. It was very emotional. Yes. Wow. <laughs> See things in the ice. What are you wrong? Can I have some? No. Damn. Oh, it's mine. It's my drugs. Prescription strength. Back the fuck off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, I think. Besides the whole, you know, Night's Watch being the focus here, I think we can safely say we've seen a pretty drastic turn in Samuel Tarley from Season 2. 
and even season one when he first gets to the wall. Yes, he certainly seems to have his shit together a lot better. Well, that, I mean, we see when Gilly gets to the gate and he tells Pip, Pip, the fucking door. I've never heard you <laughs> swear before. Yeah, well, get used to it. So uh, he definitely is, is not afraid to stand his own so much anymore. Um, maybe he's, I don't know if the show's trying to portray that he's getting more respect because he killed the white or if like the book, it's still kind of a mockery thing because no one ever really saw him do it. So, or maybe it's just the love for Gilly that he's found more purpose in life. I'm not really sure how to explain the character change. Yeah, he seems he seems to have found himself and can control it a lot better. You know, it, it, there are a couple lines of dialogue in the in the series. Sorry, in the episode where he still admits to being scared. You know, it's sure. not like it's all gone away, but he's able to channel it better. Well, it's like what they say: courage is not without fear; it's acting while being afraid. Okay. <laughs> You've never heard that before? What do no, you say, Mufasa? Oh, okay. Well, you know, a little bit of philosophy for Game of Thrones recap. Sounds good. That'll be three ninety five for the credits to this course. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, Click the donate link on our homepage. <laughs> You're going to have to uh, buy the $200 book for that actually, one paragraph. Brad, technically, there's not a donate link on our homepage anymore. Correct. I wonder whose fault that was. That would be mine. Brad's. It's Brad's fault. Yeah. Yes. We've uh, given our website a bit of a facelift. Uh, let us know what you think. We are curious. Apparently still need some makeup. That's not very nice. What? Moving There's still on. some things that need to be added. Moving on. Uh, yes, moving on. Um, I thought after watching the episode a second time that we could have used more ghosts. I mean, Ghost gets let out of the pen. He takes out one guy, and that's all we see of him. It would have been kind of cool to like see him in the background of some of the scenes, maybe take out a wildling here or there. A white streak, like a ghost, just killing just guys. kind of blurring in the background. Maybe. Yeah. Why am I the only one talking? <laughs> because you do it so damn well. Well, that's true on both occasions. True on both counts. Um. Yeah, but, you know, once you've seen a dire wolf rip out someone's throat, I mean, it's... You just want to see it again and again. (laughs) I I don't think they could have expanded on that much. One throat, 30 throats, you know, it's kind of the same scene. That's okay. Here's here's 30 degrees, here's 32 degrees (laughs) angle. Uh, Yeah. Um, here's, Here's the same thing from a different camera. Perfect. So, um, notable moments for you guys? Anything that stood out for you aside from it being, uh, I mean, an epic battle since fift- about 15 minutes in, it's just pure fight. We see. Yeah, the, the last, mm. what, 40 minutes of the episode are all fight. Yeah. Which should make you pretty damn happy. You, you're kind of one who's like, I'm tired of them talking. <laughs> you're right. I have been the one bitching about not enough fight scenes. Yeah, and then they give you a whole episode of fighting, and and then what do you start bitching about? Well, we didn't get a lot of different locations <laughs> there, to see in this episode. Not locations in this episode. <laughs> the whiny little bastard. 
just no yeah, pleasing some people. Can we say <laughs> we say Ygritte had some regret? Ooh, Ygritte had some well regret. Well played, sir. Well played. And the what, Giant's Bane is now enchained. Torment Giant's Bane, yep. He is now the prisoner of the Night's Watch. I was expecting Ygritte to kill Stir the Then when he was fighting John because she made that threat at the camp scene. You yep. know? I was waiting for that same thing. And she kind of had a look like there's John and she had an arrow in the bow and they didn't do anything with it. And I was like, oh, well, okay. Then there was also yeah. times where she didn't have an arrow in the bow. And then... yeah. I don't know if you saw it or not, but I saw it both times that there's a scene where Egret's over the wall. She's in kind of the wooden balcony area and she's shooting down into the courtyard where the battle scene is. And it, this camera pans to over her shoulder looking down her right shoulder through the bow as if trying to be her eyes. Uh, but there's a scene where she reaches back as if to grab an arrow, pulls the string of the bow back and releases it and a guy falls. But there's no, there's physically no arrow in the bow. No, I didn't catch that one. It happens fast, but because I've done the archery thing a little bit, I, I kind of I picked up on it both times. Um, the first time maybe it wasn't necessarily as clear, but when I kind of knew to look for it the second time, it was pretty apparent to me at least. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Not necessarily a faux pas because, you know, they don't want actors shooting live arrows at other actors. But interesting they put the camera on it to almost call attention to it well in that case it in my mind that would be like an editing error in post somebody didn't animate that arrow and that could be true also uh yeah maybe they felt the scene happened fast enough that uh people wouldn't catch it but ha 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 <laughs> really like they wouldn't catch it i mean let's be honest how many... tvs and instant rewind yeah we're gonna catch it I mean, you know, let's think of how many people are watching. Let's think of, you know... 6.95 million. Exactly. And how many people are going to go through this with a fine-tooth comb like us? Well, it didn't... One or two? <laughs> just the three of us. <laughs> just us. Just There's no other Game of Thrones podcast out there. Just just, just us. Don't <laughs> even look for another one. We're all no. you need. If you search Game of Thrones on iTunes, we're the only podcast that comes up. The only one. (laughs) So just don't even search it. That's right. Trust me. We're saving you time. That's right. We give you the link in our Facebook page. That's all you need. That's right. And I have a bridge for sale. (laughs) (laughs) Yours for the low, low price of $9.95. That's right. Three easy payments of $9.95. As cold as (laughs) as the north. Ooh, yep. very nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. I thought it was interesting that they made the Giants makeup-wise or editing-wise enough of a difference so that when you looked at them uh, with nothing else to compare to, you knew that they were Giants. Yep. But I thought it was interesting that they kept them fairly primal. Uh, when the one gets skewered in the back by the giant, uh, what's it called, trebuchet, uh, the other one just kind of screams out like a like a wild animal, and, and there's no name, there's no anything. It's just a very primal roar, like a wildling. 
Well, but the other one, I mean, wildlings have speech and they would say no or they would say something. And this was just more of a primalistic scream. So I thought it was kind of interesting that they would put such a distinction on it and differentiation, I guess. I do have to admit there was a, a really great part was the arrow scene. One wildling gets up, fires an arrow, barely doesn't even get halfway up the uh, yeah. <laughs> the wall. A giant walks up, basically shoots a tree. I think he was holding a tree to shoot another tree. <laughs> massive. That was that was very well done in terms of contrast. No, I totally agree because I was like. I saw the first guy get up with the bow, and I was like, well, that's going to do well. And it, and then the giant walks up and says, oh. And sure enough, it fires with ease. <laughs> it's one guy over the wall, yeah. into the courtyard. Done. Surprised it didn't take anyone else out in the process. But, yeah, no, that was pretty cool. I did like the contrast to show the difference of what giants were capable of, which lead it into the one giant lifting up the outer gate to potentially get into the courtyard of Castle Black. Yep. Were you surprised at all by Alistair Thorne's admission to John that he may have been wrong? Um, Either of you. Feel free. Anytime. I, I suppose I was a little surprised that it was mentioned. But the way the conversation ends, nothing's changed. Agreed, totally. It's it's almost a slight nod of the head to, hey, maybe I should have listened to you. But guess what? I'm still in charge here, so shut up. And and as long as you do your job, you can continue hating me, and I can continue to wish that your wildling whore killed you when you had the chance. So I, I, Listen, I don't know uh, how much of it is an admission that he made a mistake and how much of it is rubbing it in John's face that you don't have any say. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting. I think the tonality of it was definitely an admission, but at the same time, like you said, he had to reassert himself as uh, the acting commander here, the one in charge, the highest up, uh, to kind of, in his mind, put John back in his place. Uh, all the good that did. So, Wade, did you have anything? You've been pretty quiet so far. Anything you wanted to contribute, add scenes that were worth mentioning for you? Yeah, two words. The scythe. Yeah, the scythe. <laughs> so this is a artistic deviation from the books. Okay. Oh, really? There is, there is no scythe in the books. Now, see, when I was watching it the first time... Um, I didn't really understand Kit and his line, and I thought he said drop the side. And so I thought that that meant that they had maybe a wedge built into the top of the wall, and they could break off a section of the wall, like the outer face of it, to deter the climbers. Right. Um, Just from a, a, a poor pronunciation or poor auditory reception. But yeah, when they that thing was thing slides, <laughs> and if you notice, it's been sitting there for a while because it was the chain was encased in ice, the scythe itself was covered in ice. It was not visible. It had been a while since it had been used. Yeah, or even put in place. <laughs> Turn those guys into 
A nice jelly. Nice little blood smear on the side of the wall. With an arm. I like anyway. that the arm was still hanging there, though. Yeah. Did you guys catch the nod that uh, Maester Eamon gives to his heritage? Um, A little bit. He but never it's... actually says his name again, if I remember right. Or does he? Does no, he it's say only one, it's only once. Well, because he says it to John in season two. Oh, I didn't. I missed that one. Um. Yeah, I remember him telling John in season two that he was Aemon, formerly the House Targaryen, and could have been king should he have only accepted that role. And but he he gave it up and allowed it to go to Aegon, not Aegon. Um. Who was the Mad King? Aegon was yes. the conqueror. Whoever the Mad King was. Um, Slayed by Jamie. Slayed by Jamie, yes. But yeah, he, he informs Sam once again that he wasn't always someone who was in the maester business. He had a totally different life prior to perhaps just coming to the wall. I think when he said he's... You can realize all things, all horrors beset this one woman that you love, but you can't see me as a younger man. <laughs> what the hell? That's <laughs> <Ass. laughs> pretty naive of you, Sam. <laughs> I thought it was interesting, though, the, scene, the, the deal where he was talking about how the vision of the woman that he loved now because of his blindness is more real to him than... Anything else. I mean, that's what he pictures in his mind more often than not, apparently. And the rest of what's going on is just kind of a blur, I guess. Yep. I thought that was that was pretty... It was interesting and it kind of makes you realize how we perceive our reality a little bit. Mm-hmm. We put so much faith into our visual cortex and, and trust and, and focus on that. That when you take that away, we all would feel a bit lost. So we perceive what is real based on what we can see. You take that away and you've got to kind of make it up as you go. And memories become more vivid. Very much so. There's less to distract them. Yep. Um, I'm going through, just kind of browsing through the summary here, trying to come up with other uh, points points and noteworthy noteworthy facts here but like we said before the show this is going to be a short one because there just wasn't a lot of different aspects to touch base on and unless you guys have anything more to throw into the mix well normally this would be where as we're you know approaching the end this is where i would go into deviations from the books but uh the list is just far too long to list to 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 go through this time. I mean, they took some serious uh, artistic license with this episode as far as uh, sequencing of events and people and you know. To, yeah, uh, let's yeah. just make a quick note here. Uh, in the books, Pip and uh, what's the other one? Uh, Pip was shot by a Gret. What's the one that was in the in the tunnel? Greg, I don't know. Um, oh, Gren. Gren, I was close. Okay. Um, <laughs> so in the books, they did not die in this. At this point, 
Correct. They did not die at the fight. Um, and like you said, the scythe was a variation. Now, one thing that I didn't necessarily pick up on until later is that when they're at the top of the wall and the first load of barrels that they drop down that seemed fairly, I don't know, boring or bland, in the books they had talked about they would fill barrels with rocks and then pour fill the rest with water so that it was just a giant boulder, you know, the solid mass that they would then drop. And seeing that the, the wall is 750 feet high, that coming down on you is going to be destructive. Yep, picks and up then, quite a bit of steam heading down. Yeah, terminal velocity. And then, obviously, you had the oil barrels that they used against the mammoths. Uh, I found it interesting that they showed the one oil barrel exploding on the top of the wall. Yes. When oil wouldn't do that. So. No, it just burns. It just burns. It may build up pressure and it may have, you know, opened up a little bit of, of gap in the barrel itself. But that's right. probably about the extent of it. Yeah. So cinematic play there because obviously on screen everything explodes when there's fire next to it so it's like in ship combat where they fire a cannonball and the yeah. ship explodes it's like that's not how that works it's, it's not explosive <laughs> that's right it's just destructive yes so yeah fair amount of changes but i think all for the most part for the better i mean obviously pip and gren in george's mind did not have any longer purpose so them dying here to maybe set the realism because they were characters that we met early on in the series, uh, just so that well, we know that people can still die. And that's part of uh, what was mentioned by the writers in the inside the episode was because it's a TV adaptation, they didn't have the time to introduce, you know, in the books, there are multiple layers and layers of characters and there were named characters killed in this battle in the book but because of how short they have to keep the episodes um you know a lot of those extra characters haven't been introduced and named so they had to kill somebody that you associated with that's correct so these were the guys that were picked so one more thing i want to touch base on that is uh not a direct association with the episode apparently there is a few movie theater companies who are trying to get a piece of the Game of Thrones action. They are trying to work out a deal with uh, HBO and the Game of Thrones team to offer key episodes, such as potentially the uh, season finales, on the big screen for maybe a $10 charge. And it got me thinking, I'd probably pay 10 bucks to see the season finale on a, on a movie theater <laughs> screen, even though I pay every month to get HBO at home. Uh, that just sounds amazing. I mean, full surround sound, giant screen, um, sign me up. I don't know. You Not sure you would? I, I think it's an interesting idea, but I don't know that a single episode is worth $10 to watch. I think you got to look at it as the overall experience. And I mean, especially some of these theaters now that you can order food and beer and wine from sure. your seat and you can really just make an event of it. Sure. I think then it could be really cool. Um, I definitely don't see me going out and spending 10 bucks on every episode, 
to yeah. go watch it. But big episodes like Alex Graves, who's the director of the next week's season finale, uh, said that it's going to be the biggest season finale yet, uh, which obviously every season finale should be the biggest yet. I was going to say, if we get to the point where they're going, you know, you're going to really like the season finale, but it's not as good as last year's. Yeah. Then it's time to end the show. Yeah, I think that's kind of a fair statement. Uh, But I think that could be something really cool to see in the big screen. Nothing's inked yet, but they're trying to look at doing a simultaneous screening of the episode in theaters along with when they are aired uh, during standard HBO schedule. So, I was curious on your guys' thoughts on that, and also with our viewers on, would you be interested in seeing an episode in the big screen? Brad, you say probably not. Probably not. But definitely let us know your thoughts on our Facebook feed. Say that again? I said, but definitely respond and let us know your thoughts on our Facebook feed. Definitely. And uh, with that, I think we're about done. Stay tuned next week for our season finale recap. We'll catch you then.